You're listening to the podcast of The Branch in Ashland, Virginia. Some people watch movies just to be entertained. Some people watch movies to escape. And some people watch movies because they love the stories that they find there. As a kickoff to summer, we start a short series today looking at some of the films of Tom Hanks. Over the course of these few weeks, we'll look at some of the themes and lessons that we see in these films and connect them to what the Bible says. The film we're looking at today is Toy Story 3. To, to say that I, I like movies is probably an understatement. Um, I mean, a, a friend and I started a podcast a year ago as we look at movies, and so it almost seemed une- inevitable that we would eventually do um, do a series on, on movies and because I'm a dad and I like dad jokes, Hanks be to God seemed like a good thing to say because, you know, it's kind of a dad joke, right? Um, but, you know, the thing that I love about movies is I, I love hearing stories and I find myself asking myself, what would happen if I were in this role? And I do it when I, I just love stories in general, you know, whether it's in music, whether it's in books, whether it's in movies, and unpacking those stories, trying to find the themes there. I don't know at what age I began to look at movies as more than just um, things to do while I consumed popcorn and candy. But at some point, I, I started looking beyond the entertainment factor. And I began to start looking and realizing that there were some directors and, and actors and actresses who, who would kind of invest themselves into things that meant more than just, you know, popcorn and candy, that there was a deeper theme there. Now, for better or worse, I've passed this love of movies, I think, on to at least two of the three of my my children. Um, And this is actually the first summer in a while that I'm excited for some of the things that are coming on the big screen. Of course, I've had to ask myself whether I got into a time machine and gone back because when Top Gun and Jurassic Park movies are like at the top, I'm thinking it's either the 80s or the 90s. Um, But, uh, you know, every year millions of dollars are spent making movies and then watching movies as well. And so I decided this year instead of uh, fighting against what seems to come more naturally to me, that we would kick off summer Of course, today doesn't really feel like summer with this weather, but we would kick off summer uh, with a series as we look at one of my favorite actors, Tom Hanks, and just looking at a few of his movies and pulling out some of the themes that I think we can find there. Um, I don't think they're as big of a stretch, um, but even as we go through this series, uh, encouraging you uh, to look deeper at either at the movies we're looking at or movies that you're watching on your own as well. And today we're, we're talking about one of my favorite films, Toy Story 3. Uh, when my oldest son Dylan was th- about three and a half years old, um, we, I took him to the movies for the first time, and Toy Story 3 was the movie that 
I took him to, and I had no idea what I was in for. I'd seen the first two movies, and I didn't expect to be a blubbering mess uh, when I was sitting next to him. Because if you've seen this movie, you know that, um, you know, in light of having your oldest child sitting next to you, Andy, who we followed through the first two films of Toy Story... Uh, is getting ready to go off to college. So, you know, as he gives away some of these toys that he's had forever, I'm sitting here putting my arm around my three-and-a-half-year-old thinking like, oh, no, this is going to happen to me one day. Uh, but, you know, I, I think I was always captivated by um, Woody and Buzz and these other toys as they uh, journeyed through and as, as they came to life on screen. If you're not familiar with the, the Toy Story movies, let me just tell you a little bit about the Woody and Buzz, who are the main characters uh, in the story. They're, they're the toys of a guy named Andy, who, again, we've seen in the first few movies. And they end up getting ready and preparing themselves for this transition that's going to happen because Andy's going to go off to college. Some of them are expecting, like Woody, who's his favorite, that maybe he'll go to college. Of course, I don't know how many of us brought dolls with us to college, but um, they're expecting that uh, Woody's going to go off, maybe Buzz too, but the rest of them are either going to end up in the attic or they're going to end up in the trash or they're going to be donated. And so we, we go through and there's this whole big thing that happens in the film where um, Woody is in the box to go to college. The other toys end up in a bag. They think that they're going to go in the attic, but the mom, like moms do, oftentimes see a bag on the floor and think it's trash. And so uh, brings it out and s- throws it away. They're rescued. They eventually end up at a daycare called Sunnyside, and they meet Lotso Hugging Bear. And um, w- while, while Woody ends up actually at the home of the daycare director because her daughter, Bonnie, I- has found him and wants to keep him for herself, but we meet this, this bear, Lotso Hugging Bear, and at first glance, we think everything's Good, and so I, I want us to watch a clip of introduce the toys being introduced to him.
Pete Lotso, and right off the bat, he comes across as this really friendly look. He says he doesn't shake hands. He's a hugger, right? And so he hugs Woody, or he hugs Buzz, and it seems like on the surface that Lotso I- is a is a good guy. Of course, we'll find out later on that 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 may not be the the case. In fact, one of the characters later on in the movie says about Lotso, this guy may seem plush and huggable on the outside, but inside he's a monster. I I don't know if you've ever met anybody like that before. If you've ever encountered someone who you're like, at first glance, they come across all schmoozy and kind and nice, and then you find out there's there's kind of a darker side to them. Um, Lotso has all these um, this uh, way about him that seems to draw people in, and yet uh, it's not really true. In Proverbs chapter 6, verses 12 through 14, it says this, A troublemaker and a villain who goes about with a corrupt mouth, who winks maliciously with his eyes, signals with his feet, and motions with his fingers, who plots evil with deceit in his heart, he always stirs up conflict. And, and again, if, if you watch through the film, you realize that Lotso's one of those guys who ends up being manipulative and, and stirring up conflict. You know, Jesus tells us in the Gospels, too, to let your yes be yes, let your no be no. In other words, be who you are, be honest about that. Don't try to pretend that you're one thing and then as soon as everybody's back is turned, be something completely different. And yet, that's what we see in Lotso. And like I said, as the film goes on, we see more. Here's another clip of the backstory of Lotso.
We, we get a little bit of a glimpse into why Lotso is the way that he is. I, I don't know about you, but there have been times in my own life when I've encountered somebody who is manipulative and mean, and my first thought is, like, I'm just going to stay away from them. But then, I, I've, over the years, as God's done work in me, I've thought, why are they acting the way that they are? Why, are, why do they behave this way? And a verse that in Proverbs, again, that has really been helpful for me is in Proverbs 20, verse 5. It says, The purposes of a person's heart are deep waters, but one who has insight draws them out. And it's been a reminder to me that if people are acting mean on the outside, there's probably something that happened. There's probably a backstory there somewhere. It's just whether we're not we're willing to invest the time and the effort and sometimes deal with the pain of actually unearthing that backstory to find out what happened to make you like this. You know, Woody meets Chuckles the clown who tells him Lotso's backstory. And Chuckles tells of that former owner, Daisy, and how special Lotso was to her. And that moment that Lotso and and Daisy, um, or Lotso comes back to Daisy's house again and realizes that he's been replaced. He has to make a decision. A decision that many of us are faced with when bad things happen. And the question is, how will will we respond? How will I respond? You know, inevitably things are gonna happen in life. You know, people might abandon us. We might feel abandoned by God at times. How are we gonna respond in that? And we see how Lotso responded. He responded with bitterness and anger. He responded and projected all the stuff that he was feeling deep inside onto everybody else around him. And the thing is, when Lotso's response um, wasn't limited to him, it impacted everyone around him. And you know, oftentimes we think that, oh, the things that I'm thinking, the things that I'm feeling, well, I can keep them to myself. But the chances are we're going to end up bleeding on other people and spilling out on the other people just like Lotso did. The, th- the question we have to ask ourselves is why do- does someone act like this? Not so that we can excuse it, but so that we can understand it. So that we can have a better understanding of, okay, why is it that this person's acting this way? And then... Um, moving on and saying, you know, can I show this person love in a real and meaningful way? You know, sometimes in life we encounter people who act like lots, so they take their pain, they transfer it to other people. And if we aren't careful and we don't forgive, the pain that someone else has caused us is the pain that we cause others. And that's what we see with Lotso. We see that he takes that pain, that abandonment, all those things And instead of actually dealing with it, he just transfers it to other people, and it comes out. And then our decision comes when we encounter people like that, too, and we wonder, how how do we respond? What's, What's our proper way, especially as those who profess to be disciples of Jesus, following after Jesus, how do we respond? And Woody shows us um, a really good way for us to respond in this next clip.
here the toys find themselves getting ready to go into this thing that's going to tear them apart. They all rescue themselves, and then Woody sees that, that Lotso's down there. Now, if you follow the Enneagram at all and type people, I'm convinced that Woody's a, an Enneagram 7 because, like, he has this way about him, right? He's so positive all the time. He manages to find the silver lining and not just accentuate it but wrap the whole thing in it, right? And he can see past the bad of Lotso, and he still says, hey, I still need to do something. What does he say at the end there? He says, we're all in this together. And so after all the backstabbing and manipulating and abuse that Lotso's done, Lotso finds himself in that, you know, lots of people in the world would say it's probably karma, right? That all of a sudden he finds himself getting ready to meet um, a gruesome end. And Woody has to make a decision. And Paul writes in Romans chapter 12, words that I think um, can be applied here. Paul writes this. He says, Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, It is mine to avenge. I'll repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you'll heap burning coals on his head. Now, I, I probably wouldn't have acted like Woody, to be honest with you. That's not my first like default response, especially when someone's caused me hurt and pain. I don't want to say, oh, look, I, I probably would have turned around and said, oh, good, serves you right. But that's not what we're instructed to do. God calls us to do the very like the opposite of what we might feel like we should do, uh, what other people around us might do. We're called to instead when somebody who has caused us pain and hurt needs something, we need to provide it for them. We need to give it to them. You know, these verses, especially verse 18, is a verse that, that I've memorized. If it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. You know, that's not my defaults, default at all. M- my default is to repay evil for evil. But if I truly am somebody who says, hey, I'm following after Jesus and the Holy Spirit is at work within me, then I need to be doing opposite of what I'm feeling sometimes. I need to be doing what God's calling me to, not what my brain or my heart or anything else is calling me to do. It's interesting, too, because if you follow and you watch the rest of this film, here Woody's extended, uh, he's risked himself for Lotso, And you'd think that Lotso would be grateful, but you find out if you watch the rest of the movie that that's not the case at all. And that actually Lotso's backstabbing ways continue. If you haven't seen it, I'll encourage you uh, to watch the rest of it. But just because Lotso's evil doesn't give others the right to return that evil back to him. We need to trust that God still got people like Lotso in his sight. And that even when they are doing things that, that can be hurtful, doesn't mean we encourage it or we support it, but um, we need to trust that, that they'll get theirs in due time and that, that God will take care of that. Instead, we need 
to love on them. And so what do we do with all these lessons from a, a Disney movie? The first thing um, I think we can ask ourselves is, where have you seen or experienced Lotso before? I'm, I'm hoping and praying that it's not in the mirror, um, but I, honestly, some of us can be like that at times. But where else have you seen somebody like Lotso in your life? Somebody who, you know, may be acting a certain way with bitterness and anger. The second question is this, do you know their backstory? You know, when you meet somebody like that, do you take the time to find out why they are the way that they are? It it, it may not be the most fun thing that you've ever done. Um, It may take time and effort, but I assure you that if you dig deep enough and invest, God will reveal that backstory of why somebody is like that. And then once you've done that, I think the last question is this. How will you love them? Um, And I, I intentionally phrased it that way because I think sometimes within the church we say, well, how can you love them? Uh, This isn't an option for us. Like, we're not called to maybe love somebody like this. God says, love your neighbor as yourself. And love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. So we're being practical in this and saying, how will I love those people? Because we'll meet that. Unless we're living in a bubble and, you know, we're starting to crawl out of the COVID bubble. Some of us keep crawling back in again. But... um, once we're out living among other people in community, we're going to encounter people. How will we show them the love of Jesus Christ in the things that we do? No, they don't deserve it, but neither do we. You know, we didn't deserve for Jesus to die on the cross for us so that we might have life. And if that's what we need to remind ourselves of every day so that we will love the people who act like Lotso around us, then so be it. May we be reminded of the love that was given us through Jesus Christ. Let me pray for us. God, thank you that even in a kid's movie, we can see real life scenarios. Father, it's not easy for me to love. My default is, is to return and repay evil for evil. But I know that You've shown me something different. Even, Jesus, what you did when you were arrested. You didn't respond. You didn't retaliate. You went along so that we might benefit from what you experienced. And so, God, remind us of that. And we know that your Holy Spirit indwells us and is within us to be able to act in ways that we could never act on our own. So God, give us the grace that we need. Give us the strength that we need. And may we represent the love of Jesus Christ to the people around us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. When have you encountered someone in your life like Lotso? How did you handle them? Did you take time to get their backstory, their origin story that might give you a clue as to why they act the way they do? We're called to love everyone, whether they're kind to us, whether we agree with them, no matter what, God wants us to love others. How are you doing at loving those around you, especially those who are harder to love, like Lotso? Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at thebranchashland at gmail.com. 
If you like what you heard, please subscribe, give us a review, and share with your friends and family. Thanks for listening. See you next time.